Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. Hey. What's up, Brad? Um, we're doing an intro for the uh, Kyle Mooney podcast. We are. It's very and, exciting. Uh, and you have a cold. I do. Yeah, I have a cold. But I came here anyways. I might have a cold. Really? Maybe. Maybe. It hasn't You sound full. fine. Do I? Yeah, you sound good. I didn't feel like on the top of my game this morning. Really? But it may be, you know, I had a couple of, I had a little wine last night, you know, parents association meeting, you know how it goes. Totally. There's nothing like drinking cheap red wine in like a public school, New York City public school. And what do you talk about with the other parents? I wonder if that's, if I'm, I should say that. I wonder if that's even legal. I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> I mean, what do we talk about? The yeah. future of our kids, man. Yeah. How to fund after school. How can people um, fund after school if they want to help, Brad? I don't know. You know what? It's not even that much money. I th- I'm looking at these numbers and going, you know, if I could just, if Google or somebody could just throw us a couple grand, it's, you know, it would take care of a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's whatever. It's an ongoing thing, man. You just got to, you got to pay attention. Yeah. I understand. Nothing. I can't really. I, you know what? I wish I could give you some like interesting uh, pointers about it or comments on it. But there's really there's really nothing going on. No. No. It's a great school. Yeah. Yeah. Kids like it. I like it. They walk to school. How do you? Uh, I take the bus usually. The but public not bus. The school bus. Public bus. Yeah. Really. My, my wife usually takes them up there. Gotcha. And then she meets her little coffee clutch afterwards. You know. Nice. At Oast. Yeah. It's good life being a, being a, a, a mom. <laughs> yeah. I can say that because she doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <clears throat> so I won't get in trouble. Well, I guess soon you'll know what it's like <laughs> to not go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber tracks. Shutting it down, man. Shutting it down. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be recording from somewhere else soon. Yes, we will. We've got a few options on the table. Tons of options. Steven's um, living room. Yeah. Speaking of Steven, Steven was on this podcast. Yeah. Very exciting. He, he was on like about half of it, I think. Oh, yeah. There was and some then technical he, like, disappeared. issues. So you'll hear him at the top. And then when, he, when, he, when you don't hear him anymore, it wasn't because he lost interest. Yeah. He falls out. He falls out. Skype. Yeah. <laughs> He falls out. Uh, but yeah, today's guest, Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I've been trying to get Kyle on the podcast for a super long time. Yeah. And he's very busy. And as you know, um, and we finally got him to come in. So that was awesome. Uh, and Kyle's kind of, we bonded over our love of pop punk. Yeah. So we talked about that a lot. Talked about the show. Talked about growing up in San Diego. His VHS collection. <laughs> I saw he posted a photo uh, this week. Uh, Tom Hanks is hosting SNL, and he posted, oh yeah, that looks like it's gonna, with Lady Gaga. With Lady Gaga, and he posted well, that will have happened by the time this that will happen by the time this happened. Yeah, but he posted a photo. He had Tom Hanks on his VHS copy of Bachelor Party. Ooh, that's a good one to sign, man. Pretty good, right? Yeah, like um, I mean, that was it, right? That was the apex of Tom Hanks' career. I don't know. It was, <laughs> Just, yeah. That's like the first movie. Is it? I think that's literally that's his first That's one of his film. most well-known though. I think it's, I think, it, I mean, I could be wrong, but from just in my inaccurate brain, I, th- I would say that if I had to pick which movie made him Tom Hanks, I mean, obviously Big made him like this like Big is probably the star. one I've seen the most. That made him a huge star, but I think Bachelor Party was his first kind of breakout film. Yeah. Like, I think he was unknown before then. Again, I could just be talking out my What's ass. your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Uh, I really like Big still. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty fucking good movie. Yeah. I never don't think I ever really saw Castaway. Castaway was interesting. You know, I saw Castaway. Was that the one? I think it was Castaway that I saw I went to the movies by myself. Yeah, it was Castaway. I went and saw Castaway. <clears throat> By myself, three nights before I was going to fly to Australia. And it's the same. That's the route they're on in that movie when the really? plane goes down. Yeah. You you have seen it or you haven't seen it? I haven't it? seen it. So there's this kind of horrific but realistic plane crash that causes him to be a castaway. And like, 
And you know, like when you go to the movies, I mean, you even when you go with other people, you're always kind of like in a movie head when you come out. You're a little bit totally. kind of like waking up from a dream almost, yes, you know? Yes. And when you go by yourself, I think that's enhanced even more. And like, I'm not really afraid to fly, but I have a very good imagination. You know, like if I haven't flown for a long time, I definitely get a little more nervous than if I'm constantly flying. But I came out of that movie absolutely dead certain that I wasn't going to be able to go... Uh, to go on my flight to Australia. I was going through my brain about how I was going to explain this to my girlfriend that like, you know what? I know it's three days away, but I'm not, I can't do this. I can't go on this flight. Really? Yeah. I was so freaked out, but I was, you know, it wore off after I went down the street and had a shot. (laughs) Yeah. There's my castaway story. Great. Well, check out castaway, (laughs) check out Kyle on SNL and check out this podcast with him right now. Setting setting up a Skype always makes me nervous. Like, I it, 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 we don't normally do it. Feels like it never works. It always seems <laughs> it always seems like in theory it's so it's like no don't come in yeah, we got yeah, this we we'll just press a button right and it never works when you need it to. Um, yeah. Oh wait. Oh wow. Jersey. Is that better? That's way better. I'm gonna stay on. Hi. Hey. Okay. I like the white background. Yeah, that's just my ceiling. I have a... Um... Are you staring at the floor? Yeah, I'm staring at the floor. Good staring to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys, too. It's been forever. Sorry about last week. Um, don't do the new uh, Apple update. <laughs> Not good. Wow. It, it logged Trish and I out of our iClouds and, like, like it wiped out one of her calendars. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> Well, and there is Steven Frozen. Okay, right. let's get to our guest. All right. Um, <laughs> so, Kyle, thanks for coming by. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> we were just talking we're with d- Kyle about how Skype never works. We we're just talking, yeah. And now it we're makes looking me at very a nervous. frozen picture of yeah. Steven. It makes me nervous, too. Um, do okay, you, do you, all right, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Oh, Steven's back. Steven's back. I'm, as soon as I talk shit on Steve Jobs, man. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That is true. Um so one thing I was really excited to talk to you about, Kyle, was um, pop punk. Yeah. Because I know you're from San Diego. I am. Um, where they invented it. Where, yeah. <laughs> and we had talked true. a lot about, you know, after the show about no effects. Right. These types of bands. I mean, was that, did you listen to a lot of that stuff growing up? Or you still listen to it? Yeah, I, do, I feel like um, it's kind of been reinvigorated in my life somehow in the past couple of years. By my... I've got a brother who lives out here in New York and it was, he kind of introduced me to all that stuff. But yeah, when you're a kid in San Diego in like the mid to late nineties, early aughts, it's like we really pride ourselves in Blink-182 and pretty much everything derivative thereof, I guess. Um, and you know, like, yeah, skate punk, all that, all that yeah, stuff. Happy. Who yes. Happy skater kids. Yeah, man. exactly. Who are some <laughs> of your favorite bands of that era? I mean, I I I feel like some bands I I feel still really really stand up and like like I think Rancid's a great band Woo, definitely uh, yeah you get Rancid fans here yeah <laughs> um, yeah I like No Effects we, we like to point this out about Brad that when Brad talks about Rancid he he refers to okay. Tim as Lint because yeah, Brad went on tour with him and is much cooler than all of us <laughs> yeah it's true we there yeah, was a rumor true. I don't know if you guys heard this that. Um, Tim Armstrong and Billy Joe Armstrong were brothers. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> I never no. heard that. No, it's a good one though. I never even because they also are from like the same-ish area. Oh, yeah. I think like Northern California. Interesting. Let's get that rumor started it's, again. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that would. Be... And it always felt and it felt like Tim Armstrong was just like the kind of like the mohawked like kind of real punk dude and. They... and... Kind of good. Billy Joe deviated. Wow. Yeah. St- I didn't realize Steven had disappeared again, but he's <laughs> dialing back in. Um, this yeah, is fun. That's, uh, but I, w- I would say it was like more my, my brother was uh, kind of deep into that stuff and it just kind of, uh, I guess there, there was runoff to me. Like I, I, cu- I couldn't, couldn't re- avoid it. I couldn't recite like a full like Unwritten Law album or anything like that or a Bad Religion album, but 
you could play a song for me and I'd be pretty stoked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So was it like, <laughs> did you kind of like look up to him as like your cool older brother? Like, nah, he sucks. It, yeah. Because <laughs> Vanessa always calls him, says that, that stuff about me and I'm always like, I was not very cool. I was like uh, right. a real weirdo. Uh yeah, he was. I've got two older brothers. I don't know how much you want to know about my family history, but uh, he was—he's the middle one, okay. and kind of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed one. Whereas myself and my brother Sean kind of don't have blonde hair; we have brown hair. <laughs> you the smart ones. So, I, well, we were like <laughs> into like music and art. I guess he was into music, but like he was like star soccer player and kind of, kind of a punk and kind of and into metal and stuff like that. So he was into like starting like starting fires and stuff like that he was a troublemaker oh <laughs> what about the girls yeah he was a f- hunk <laughs> he's a hunk what a dick uh <laughs> yeah he yeah he kind of gave me some he gave me trouble a little bit of trouble but then what happened was so when i was in like fourth grade or fifth grade i made friends with this guy evan green who i don't know if you ever had a friend like this who's like really into reptiles but he just had <laughs> a ton of pet reptiles, but he's also super into Dave Matthews band. And, uh, it's a rough combination. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that was when the, like one of their, their first big album, I think under the, I think it's called under the table and dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Right. (laughs) It's probably uh, under the table and dreaming or something. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, he got me into Dave Matthews band. And then like later on my brother, Ryan, his senior year of high school, he started getting a DMB and he like borrowed my DMB tape and that that was kind of when we kind of rebonded, I guess. Oh, so you? But now he won't. Uh, won't does not it. will not. Yeah, admit he won't admit to it at right. all. Yeah. What about you? I mean, will you will you cap to your DMB um, stage <sighs> for a while? Sometimes I'll like um, DJ friends parties or events or something like that and i always really really threaten mentally to play ants marching yeah like <laughs> but i never i've never committed to it i wonder what that would be because i do feel like i listen to a lot of weird adult contemporary music from my past as i've gotten older like talk about this like you know like don henley or bruce hornsby and stuff sure. i wonder if like i heard that now if i was like you know what actually not as bad as i thought or if i would be like oh i can't believe this was so popular <laughs> It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's amazing how some things age though, and some things don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, a, like I love ABBA. You know what right, I mean? Sure. And like, dude, nobody cool was listening to fucking ABBA in the seventies. Yeah. You know? And like, ABBA's fun. And but then you know, yeah, you listen to like Dave Matthews Band or some other stuff that was taken a lot more seriously. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was just, maybe it's the goofy shit. I also think it's incredible that his legacy has basically become that story about his tour bus dumping all that shit on people. Oh, I don't even know. You don't know about this? No. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. It's, uh... Maybe Steven wants to tell it. Yeah, Steven, why don't you, do you know it? I'm gonna look, I don't know. The the story is like, I mean, they felt really bad about it, but they're, you know, eco-friendly kind of band. And when they say the tour bus, every member of that band has their own tour bus. Like, that's how much money rolls into the Dave Matthews band. Uh, yeah. Well, he's gone. Um, <laughs> we'll have to finish Well, let story. me tell you, I looked it up, and uh, the headline is, uh, <laughs> the time Dave Matthews band dropped 100 pounds of raw sewage on pe- people in Chicago. Um, and basically, I guess what happened was, this was August 2004. They were... Uh, and then everybody was covered in blood, and there were bullets flying <laughs> everywhere, and it was just awful. Wait, we missed part of it. We missed part of it. You cut out for a while. I don't, I don't know if I could go back through that again. <laughs> so, eight, all told, you can put it together probably, but all told, 800 pounds of raw sewage was dropped on about 100 people. There was a lawsuit. I, here, okay, how is it dropped? I don't know. I, don't, um, I really don't follow. The Dave, how? The, and, okay. Uh, I, August 8, 2004, Dave Matthews Band was traveling through the country, and one of their tour buses decided it was a good time to release the contents of I its see. septic tank. It was one of the worst instances of sluicing gone wrong in adult contemporary history. The <laughs> tank was emptied while traveling over the Kinsey Bridge in Chicago. At the same time, a Chicago River architecture tour bus was passing under ah, the bridge. Oh, so, a perfect storm, yeah. as they say. Shit storm. <laughs> it does seem weird, though. Like It's also probably illegal just to dump yeah, shit into totally. the river, totally like, even if there aren't people down there. No, no, you can't dump a septic tank anywhere except into a septic into like a septic system. Yeah. Wait, so what? And what was what were these people? They're on an architecture tour. Yes. <laughs> Traveling <laughs> <a boat>. how? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all quite suspicious. Yeah, if you ask me. I, it's um, a Chicago arc, river, <laughs> a Chicago River architecture tour boat. Maybe along the Chicago River, there's some interesting. And what was and what do you think the effort to apologize was? Afterwards, I think he did a bunch of stuff. I think he donated a bunch of money and like. <laughs> so that this is like truly a handful of people with that with shit sprayed all over yes. them. Yes, that's and then if it, then they later I guess found out that it was Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's kind of become a big part of their history. I, guess. I do have it first from pretty close to firsthand um, that he's actually an awesome dude. Like in yeah. the band, like they're great people. Yeah, I'm sure. Like he a, wouldn't, you know, if he had to make up for. I'm sure shit he wasn't people. like, oh, let's see some people down there. Like <laughs> now. Yeah. And when did you sort of get into like? Obviously, you're very into like a lot of, um, like kind of, like '90s, like whatever, like Teddy Ruxpin oh, or sure. any of that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, is that something you were into as a kid that you just stuck with, or is it like was that? Inst- yeah, yeah. I've always, I mean, like I said, I'm the youngest of three boys, so. I was always playing with their toys and stuff like that. So I'm like a slightly, like, I I don't know that I was watching Transformers wasn't on, I'm probably like two years after Transformers, but I'm really into Transformers. If that makes any sense, just because my older brothers were into it. Okay. So yeah, but generally it's just like, uh, I kind of always feel like that moment in the late eighties, early nineties was a very fun time for me. And I'm kind of constantly trying to get back there to a place where I feel good again. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like a really deep VHS collection, and most of them are children's shows from that era. And yeah, how- yeah, a lot of it is just like kind of remembering seeing the box at the blockbuster or whatever, and like kind of it triggers something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. How many VHS tapes do you think you have at this point? A couple, a hun- couple hundred. I don't know. Five, yeah, yeah. Do you have a VCR? I do. Yeah, yeah. A VCR. I've actually have a VCR DVD combo. Nice. Uh, so you can burn your own DVDs from this beautiful VCR tapes. I actually don't think it allows me to do that. <laughs> really? Because somebody actually lent me one of those things, and that's what it was made to do. Oh, yeah. Really? You put a blank... I don't think it can. That would be cool, put a blank though. DVD in, and it would... I actually burned some a bunch of shit that I had on Bouncing Souls. I had a Bouncing Souls show. Yeah, that I did that I that I converted. Yeah, the last TV I bought, um, I was with my dad when I was twenty two, so fourteen years ago, and I remember us being at Sam's Club, and they had one with a built in DVD player, one with a built in VCR, and I was like, built in VCR, like I'm never (laughs) going to need DVDs, and then I kind of missed that whole thing. Yeah, (laughs) you missed the tech. Well, then I ended up getting my ex girlfriend's TV, and I've had that for a while. Yeah, but well, it's kind of a I mean. Yeah, that's around the time, I feel like, when people started converting to DVDs. It was right. It was like literally three months later, they were like, everything's on DVD. You caused it. And now that's, that's like trash. Yeah. yeah DVDs totally. are so worthless. And it's what's weird is like everyone keeps talking about this this Apple stuff with like them getting rid of the headphone port oh, and yeah. everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, and everyone's like, that's crazy. I was like, I remember when Apple got rid of DVD drives and was, or CD drives and everyone's like, that's insane. Like, and now you're like, I can't imagine well, they having always that. do it. They always do it two years before mainstream and like a year and a half before the other tech companies do. They yeah. do stuff. And it's and they always get shit for it. Yeah. But I think they intentionally know that they're going to get shit and they're like, whatever, we're going to be ahead of the curve, so fuck you. Yeah. But it is crazy. Like, people, like, I, I had friends with huge DVD collections. It's like my CD collections. Like, I have thousands of CDs. Oh, yeah. I still house. get a ton of cool DVDs. Yeah. I just rip them. I just rip them to the computer. There's a lot of stuff, though, that isn't on, like, digitally that, like, yeah. I have. Like, like I want to watch, like... Um, like like the Ali G show, I have all this stuff where I just like watch the DVDs, right? And I imagine the same thing with V uh, VHS. Like yeah. I imagine you have stuff that it's like doesn't exist yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's fun for me. I I will really like like um, you know, like low budget children's shows or stuff. Like I de- I definitely really like Christian shows or you know like religious yeah uh, kind of fucked up imagery and puppets and stuff like that and that stuff you can't you f- you can only find at thrift stores you know what i mean that's not going to exist on dvd or online or anything like that when me and vanessa go to our parents house our favorite things to watch the high school has like a local channel where like the kids at the high oh, school are tight. able to make their own stuff and it is incredible that's so great like, we will watch it for hours to the point where like it's our on parents, the ca- it's on cable it's on cable yeah. it's just it's running pretty, all day or is yeah it like- it's running on like some weird loop and i don't know if this stuff is like for projects or these kids are doing it for fun some of it's like, okay and some of it is yeah just, uh, it doesn't make sense no, dude it's definitely worth like anytime i've traveled for to any place outside of new york or la 
any sub city like Nashville when I was in Nashville I always go through and look for the local channels because yeah, there's yeah. always goofy shit like that on like high school drama I've come across like fuck yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we were in Salt Lake and there was a, a bunch of that but also that stuff the cool thing now is that stuff is on YouTube as well I feel right. like you know now high schools will upload that's true their stuff to YouTube so you kind of get a but it's not as magical finding it's not as magical YouTube. but there, is, there are wormholes you can go down and find some pretty cool, like, you know, oh, yeah. 14 year old kids, like, really doing their best. <laughs> Do you have a lot of videos of, like, yourself as a kid? Kind of, I mean, were you always into sort of like making your own videos or performing or stuff before you kind of got into comedy? Yeah, I don't know how many of them I, st- I still have access to, but yeah, we, um, my friend Mark and I in eighth grade. We had, we called ourselves, I guess we called ourselves the Bounty Hunters. I don't know if that was a series that we made or like that was how we referred to the group of us. But uh, a lot of them were kind of ripoffs of the TV show Cops, I would say. You know, like okay. some sort of like I'd play like an, a domestic abuser or something like that. <laughs> and then he'd come find me and I'd be speaking in a southern accent. You know what I mean? With your shirt off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we showed him at. After eighth grade graduation, we had some people over at my house and a bunch of people saw him. And it was like one of those things that I guess via word of mouth, like, did you see Colin Mark's videos? Pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was kind of the extent of it. And then maybe in high school, I made a few. I guess the one, I don't know. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have any. The most maybe iconic one, <laughs> if that's fair to say, was we did a. Uh, I did two of them. We did one fake MTV Cribs as John Muir. He's the nature photographer. He like shot like oh, yeah. Yosemite right. back in the day. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we also did, did you ever see that MTV show Fanatic? It was like, so. yeah, where it's like they have a super fan and, yeah, then, they and then they get to them. meet Britney yes, Spears yes. or something like that. Yeah. So we did like a Fanatic for Odysseus from the Odyssey. And it's like, I don't know, it's wow. so stupid. But it killed in Mrs. Ebel's English class. <laughs> so you would screen them in class? Yeah, they were all like, pro- they were okay. like school projects. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. Thank you. Is that stuff on YouTube now? Uh, no. You might want to think I could, about I, it. I, I feel like the Bounty Hunter stuff exists. There's, Yeah, I'll, I will think about it. <laughs> People do deserve to see it. How? So then how did you sort of get involved in sort of performing i mean like did you do like um like groundling stuff or yeah uh i did some like theater and improv in high school and then i went to usc and uh i tried out for the improv troupe and that's where i met beck who's on snl with me uh and nick rutherford who wrote on the show two seasons ago but when we got out of school so we would do we would do improv every week on campus and um, by the end of school, then we started kind of making these videos. And then we started this group, Good Neighbor, like right at the end of college. And that's kind of how we first started getting out there, I guess. But yeah, concurrently, we were doing sketch shows at UCB and stuff like that. Did you and Beck kind of always sort of have a good kind of dynamic? Yeah, all, those, all of us did, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. We all came in the same year and partied together. I don't know. It's like... We, I, I don't want to say the, the 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 kids above us didn't really party that hard, and we did. You know what yeah. I mean? So we kind of that was um, that kind of kept us linked and 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 together, which has been. I, I, I'm always kind of surprised. Like, I feel like you know the cast of SNL. They don't nobody really parties that hard. You know what I mean? Obviously, like nobody's partying like in the way that John Belushi did. Or right. Whatever. Right. But uh, but that was kind of the bond that we shared in college was drinking beers and being like true college dudes. Totally. I think that's a big misconception too. I mean, like not what you're saying, but I do think like everyone's like, oh, the party must be crazy. I'm like, nah, I feel like everyone's like, nah, I got like to tape this thing tomorrow. Yeah, I got to exactly. get up early. Like I think yeah. like now every, it's so different now. Like everyone is so much more productive. There's so many yeah. more mediums. Yeah. And as you know, the after party is truly just a dinner yeah <laughs> it's dinner. an expensive yeah. dinner basically <laughs> yeah. yeah um do you uh when you're sort of off like obviously you've been shooting stuff too but do you have a chance to kind of like just chill out and like relax do you 
I try to. This is, yeah, so I've been working on a movie all summer in Utah that I wrote, uh, co-wrote, and it's been obviously like a an intense production and so something we've been working on since... Is I've been a Western? U- it's... An, <laughs> No, it's not. Shooting in Utah? <laughs> I think about that. Mm-hmm. But there was a Western shooting at the same time. Uh, a decent portion of it takes place in the desert. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've been working on it for since June, and SNL gets out in May, so I haven't really been able to hang out too much. I'm going to Disney World this weekend. Nice. Which, like, I can't... I think, like, some people would say, that doesn't seem like a vacation. It seems, like, stressful almost. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But... I want to. I've never been. Do you get a lot of? Have you had a lot of time to like hang out in New York or not? Really, it seems no. like you're in San Diego a lot still, or shooting stuff. Or I'll go or, to LA. Yeah, LA, I'll hang, yeah. Out, hang out in LA a lot. Uh, no, and like today, for instance, I was just I w- walked over to the Juice Generation by my house to get a juice, and it's it's always weird for me to be here not when it's not a show week. Like it's like oh yeah, this is New York. This is like just hanging out in New York. <laughs> right. I, it's not. It's something kind of special to me and unique. I don't get to do it all the time. I, I've been you should to, do it though. There's a lot going on here in this town. Yes. It's a good place to hang. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do want to check out more things. <laughs> uh, Juice Generation though. I gotta say I've been a pretty big fan of it recently. Yeah. Is it? I don't even know. I, I only think, know it because it's by my house. I imagine there's several of them. I think there, there's one in Williamsburg. Um, they've got a really good soundtrack constant. They, yeah. they play just old school hip hop in my oh, really? one. Yeah. Not mine. No old school hip hop. What is it? Do you know what they I think play? it's more like, uh, more ambient kind of soundscapes. <laughs> really? That's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah. They're trying to like get, make you feel like you're getting a massage or yeah. something. Yeah. It's nice. It's like you walk in there, you're like, I'm paying like $10 for this juice, but I'm going to have like an experience. Does it give you like a Pavlovian response that like you feel like you're getting massaged? Because I don't a little listen bit. To it's that nice. Kind of music. Hello, I had to learn how to pronounce acai. Oh yeah, I didn't. I, was, I, I just avoid uh, saying it. Yeah. What? Well, that's what I was doing. The and then I, What's that? Is that the beer? No, it's a it's a kind of berry from uh I believe from Brazil uh. or Peru or something. Yeah, you get an acai bowl. Acai bowl you can get, or they have this acai cocoa, which is like this coconut and acai one. That's kind of my favorite. I started making them at home. Juice places are generally, I feel like, a good kind of, um, I don't know, some like meeting point of different types of people. You know yeah, what I mean? It's definitely. always like a fascinating group. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I make a lot of juices at home. I have like a high power blender, and so I'll nice. go in there, I'll get ideas, and then I'll... Wow. Yeah. What's And do you have a standard... Have, set of ingredients? Uh, well, yeah, I do. I mean, I use usually use like almond milk or something. Then like I'll throw a banana in there. Then they just open a Whole Foods out there, so they actually have these acai packets you can get. These frozen ones. Throw those in sometimes, and then I got like hemp seeds. Maybe and how berries. does this? Um, is this in addition to a meal, or is this in replace of a meal? I would say normally it replaces it. Normally, I just. Normally it replaces it just because it's like so filling. Right. So yeah, I guess it is. I guess I don't really think of it that way, but then I drink it and then I'm like, eh, I'm not hungry anymore. So yeah, I guess that would replace yeah. a meal. That's what I did today. Yeah, it's good. It feels good. But now I'm, yeah. But yeah, it wears off. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, I'll I'll be seeing my brother later and I'll probably have a couple drinks and like, I feel like a juice is not going to sustain. No, man. Yeah. You need some bulk. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Hello Ladies. Oh, yeah. Um, because I was such a huge fan of that show. I remember, like, Vanessa, my first year on the show, was said she watched it, which was nice. Yeah. It, um, did you ever see it, Brad? I don't think Steven so. Stephen Merchant. It was on HBO. Sounds terribly familiar, but... Um, it was a great show, and I... What was that sort of experience? Oh, wait, I did see it. Yeah, HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen... I'm, I've seen a couple episodes. What was... Yeah. What was that sort of experience like for you, kind of working with him and being a part of that? Because also your character on that show is also so... It's a very strange yeah, character. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was great. Uh, it was cool. It was... Um, the most high-profile thing I'd done up to that point and like felt like my first real job in the industry, you know, and making some money. Yeah. Um, but it's also... I mean, Steven's so rad and so funny and he pretty much directed most of that stuff. So like you'd be acting opposite him and he would be giving you direction. Uh, but it was also intimidating because I was, it was my first thing. 
Um, it was good. It was one of those experiences where, like, I feel like as it, we probably did eight episodes or something like that in the first season, maybe ten. I don't even remember the only season. Uh, and you know, being that it was my first time, I was like, like every day, kind of like constantly looking over lines and just kind of being slightly intimidated by the process. And then having like days where it felt really good, but. In retrospect, after that first season was done, I was like, it, we ended up coming back to do a movie. They, they didn't renew it for a second season, but they did like a, a TV movie to kind of um, end it, I guess, properly. But it was so much more fun. I was like, oh man, if, I had, if we had done this longer, I would've, it would have just been such a cool job because it would have just been like messing around with these people, right. you know. Um, but it was great. I mean, I think, it definitely has a cult following, and yeah. I'll get stopped about it. Yeah. Was the movie for HBO, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was sort of like, it was like kind of like The Office, like when they do that kind of long, right. like special kind of thing. I mean, what what do you sort of think it was about that show that maybe like, because I feel like we talked about the show, maybe like, oh, yeah. that like resonated or didn't resonate. Like, because I know like, I love those kind of shows, like Eastbound and Down or something yeah. like that, where the f- character maybe is is not very likable on the surface and then you kind of get deeper and you realize they're just kind of lonely and it kind of comes out that they're a good person underneath yeah i think it was i think it just made audiences too uncomfortable yeah Uh, and um you know maybe some people didn't love steven's character but i think it was i think that's that's it's positive because that just kind of speaks to the reality uh, in which he like of what he created you know what i mean totally um but yeah i mean i don't know i think yeah i, I do that stuff too i feel like we, uh, we have work like that too that kind of just generally makes the audience feel weird <laughs> um but that doesn't take anything away from it you know what i'm saying yeah like some of us love that stuff totally i mean yeah. and i feel like you you and nick and beck have really brought that sensibility, like, especially in the videos and stuff to SNL, which to me feels very different. Like, it seems like it's, um, that ditches like a different sensibility. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We try. What, um, the videos you've sort of made with like the high school type characters Yeah, and that stuff, I mean, is that, how informed is that by sort of your high school experience? Yeah. Well, there's the one, Chris is the character who, He's usually dressed in black and has a little goatee and a backwards hat. And his whole thing is, I guess, is like trying to be hard, but like clearly not that hard. Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, that that's one where I feel like everybody who sees it is like, oh, I know that dude. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, which doesn't speak i mean like i don't know that it's even regional i think it's like somebody that exists in all parts of the country um and yeah there was a dude i don't i don't want to say his name because he was a dick but right, right. there's a guy that i think of like immediately when i think of him uh he's not from new york is he no 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 <laughs> scripps ranch san diego california <laughs> uh but but i feel like a lot of your character like um I'm so bad with like the names, but even the the comedian, the recurring Bruce, Bruce Channing, yeah. yeah. I mean, like a lot of the characters, they are like um, sort of what we were talking about earlier. Like they are, it's because part of it's kind of sad, but also it's really endearing at the same time, sort of. Yeah, I think uh, somebody pointed this out a long time ago that so many of them are just kind of lying. They're kind of presenting themselves as one thing when clearly they are something else. And Bruce, it's like, he's presenting himself as like a seasoned stand-up, but he's at the same time incredibly, like just a depressed person. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we do the SoCal characters, which are pretty much like dudes that I grew up with or like still know, you know I mean? I, that's kind of a fun thing for me. And I think part of the reason I got, I've listened to pop punk now more than I maybe did for like a long stretch of time was like kind of embracing these SoCal characters. Cause if you're not, I don't know if you're from, if, if you don't hang out in orange County or San Diego County or even LA County, you might not even know that these guys exist, but they definitely do. It's like the bro of Southern California, which is like flat brimmed hats, maybe some like Dickie shorts and like, you know, like a 
a pit pole or some pit bull or something <laughs> like that. You know, I'm sure if you go to any warp tour, you see. Yeah. These well, dudes. what's so weird? Last <laughs> yeah. year I went at Bowery face to face played three nights in a row, and I was like. It was all dude, and I was like, "Where did you guys come from? I never yeah, see people yeah. like this in New York, and they're just there every night." Did we? I remember when we played San Diego. We played with Unwritten Law when they were just kind of starting out. I mean, they were pretty. They were definitely big locally for sure. And the guys, they came up to check out our van. We had a pretty pimped out van, <clears throat> but we all, we had a girl singer too. And I remember the guy, the singer from the band. He's like, "Yeah, this van's cool." So like, so you guys like. You, you tour in this van like mm. like with a girl. <laughs> You're like, uh huh. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's got a vagina. She has a period. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, dude. Mm. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my kind of my earliest exposure to that really? scene. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them open for Bad Religion, Cleveland, Ohio. Great race tour. Do you keep up on uh, like newer punk bands, or kind of just most of the classics? You grew no, up with? I, I couldn't. I mean, no. I feel like I'm. I hate to say it, but I feel like I I stopped searching for new music by the time I was like twenty four or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I feel it like happens. once I left college, yeah. I it's mean, hard. the closest, the like last scene I remember, kind of being aware of and conscious of was. I guess the DIY scene, like in, in LA, there was that venue, The Smell, um, and there were a handful of bands that came out of that, like No Age and Health and uh, this band Mika Miko. But the guy, you know, you know that band, The Hel- Health? Yeah. I said, almost said The Health. <laughs> it sounded like that. Uh, a dude in that band named John, Family Gietti, was in my high school improv troupe. So I have some vested okay. interest in it. What about when it comes to San Diego? Were you into like the Locust or the Three One G stuff? I knew of, of the stuff? Locust, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I definitely downloaded some of their stuff on Napster, but <laughs> I I don't I never I don't think I ever went to a show. Yeah, I, yeah. we played some t- uh, a couple times at um uh what's that? There's a venue that, not the Che, the other one. It was right by the Casbah. Casbah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember just like airplanes like so close oh yeah like yeah. it's insane we played there a couple of years ago and we just went across to the parking garage and you're just like the plane like seriously looks like, like 10 feet away from you jeez um it's in, the, it's in like a, um the casbah club that's yeah. About. yeah that's in like a uh shopping mall kind of strip mall is uh, it? i'm thinking I of a different know. I don't think so. Maybe. Not really like a strip mall, but it might be attached to some other stuff. It's like right on a corner. Right. Um, what do you sort of think about, I guess, like, to me, so much pop culture has been, like, appropriated. I mean, I guess it's always always happened, but it seems to me like so many movies now are, like, based on comics you grew up with. Sure. Or, like, a remake of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or, like, a cartoon you made. I mean, as someone who's interested in that stuff, do you... Do you like that, or do you feel like people need to create I, new stuff? Or? Yeah. No, I don't mind it. My issue is just, and I'm sure like there are tons of nerds who feel the same way, uh, is that I just wish it would be done better or with more care. Like, this is maybe a weird reference to Paul, but I didn't see this movie, so now maybe I'm going to just sound like a hater. But there was a, you know, a gem live action movie that came out like last year or two years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the cartoon gem. Yeah. As far as I understand the premise, which is like, it's so the, the TV show, the cartoon was so eighties out. I, I, I don't know if you, if you've seen it, but it's like, she, it's like a, she's like a, it's Jen and the holograms, very like fluorescent colors. They would do these like kind of faux, I guess were real like animated music videos and they had the rival group, the Misfits, uh, which I don't know how that worked copyright-wise. But uh, um, any, anyway, the, the show was like quintessentially 80s. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. Every part of it. And the music was. And I feel like that's why if, if it has a following, it's because of the kind of campy quality of it. And then I saw the trailer for the new movie and it's like the whole premise, I think, is... Jim is this teenager who makes who makes it big like via some YouTube or she makes YouTube videos and like kind of becomes a star based on like her singer songwriter 
things she does on on YouTube. And it took away, and then like it's, it took away every, to me everything that was special about that property. I guess so. That's the sort of thing that bothers me. Is like I wish I could have written the gem movie, right? And uh, and they're they're not they're not knocking on my door. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's similar for like Ninja Turtles. I feel like everybody just wants those to be or Transformers when that right. came out. It's like that's not uh, why do the robots look like they look so weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. It well, it's just I just feel like it's strange, like stuff that wasn't even I didn't even think was that big sure. initially. Now they're like, eh, like I guess we'll just do this thing because maybe some people will care about right. it automatically. Yeah. Have there been any like Have there been any of that kind of stuff that you've seen and been like, this is actually really good? Or like, I mean, I don't know. I didn't like. um I like the, the 21 Jump Street movies, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, those uh, are cool. But I didn't really watch 21 Jump Street growing they're, up. So. They're better. Yeah. They're better than the TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember the TV show very it's well. It's pretty cheesy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, like, from a place of irony enjoy, this is not the same thing, but, you know, Lifetime now does these, like, making, they do, like, behind the scenes of Saved by the Bell or Full House or something okay. like that. Um, so I can get behind that. But no, I, I I I don't know that I see enough of these remakes to like. But claim. are any of those makings of Saved by the Bell? Do they give you any dirt? Or they I mean, they pleasant? claim to. It's like <laughs> I feel like in the Saved by the Bell one, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, like befriends like some sketchy Asian guy and does drugs. That's like, like basically what happens in the That's, whole movie. That, that seems very believable. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, uh, we're doing a show. Me yep. and you knew it would have already happened by the time this comes out because it's tomorrow. <laughs> But I bet you it was awesome. <laughs> I hope so. Me too. It was great. I don't... Yeah. If I, I, if I got a babysitter, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you did. Brad maybe was there. <laughs> I had fun w- hanging with you. Yeah, it was great. It was great seeing you. <laughs> what about that uh, that thing that happened? <laughs> I know, I guess... Uh, that was awkward. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen again. <laughs> Sorry, but I freaked out on stage. I was weird, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then when Dave Matthews... <laughs> <laughs> released all of that poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I thought it was fake. <laughs> it was funny at first. Oh man. So what's sort of your mindset like now, like sort of going into like another season? Like are you like I'm just gonna try to like relax a little bit or yeah, you try to I stay so. busy? I mean, or... Like I don't I don't know. I'm mean, I wonder how I'm sure you've had this conversation with Vanessa before. Uh you know, the show gets slightly easier every year, I guess, but it's always going to be weird, you know what I mean? Just, How many years are you? This will be my fourth. Oh, coming up, cool. Uh, you know, there are always different kind of uh, hurdles, I guess, that you need to kind of maneuver through. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like, it's going to be, you know, it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, like, Jay and Taryn aren't, aren't, aren't going to be here this year, but that means there'll probably be some new people. Totally. Uh, which is always kind of fun and fascinating um i'm excited i mean there's always like stuff i feel like i could do that i haven't done you know what i mean yeah i mean are you like during the off season are you like usually like thinking of sketch ideas and like there will be like i would say per summer maybe two bits i'll come up with uh and i got some pretty strong ones yeah i'm sure you do (laughs) i don't uh, I can't go into them now yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. what I did with my summer vacation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there will be moments where it's like I'll be hanging out with Dave. Dave directs the videos that we do on the show, and he worked with me on this movie. And you know, like I'll just be riffing and be like, "Dude, we should do that this year." You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's one of those things. So I'll, I'll make a little note. Uh, but all that, so much of that show is dictated by what's going on during the week. You know what I mean? Right. Or like what bit you come yeah, up with. You guys are going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do like the fact that, the, that they show, even the stuff gets cut, that they'll show it online now. Like yeah. That to me is, is really cool because it's not just like it, you work hard on something and then it's just. No, for sure. Yeah. And sometimes I actually think that kind of helps a piece in a weird way. We've had a bunch, I mean, we've had a bunch of cut sketches and I feel like the audience 
knowing that it was cut, they kind of feel like there's something special about it. You know what I mean? Like they're seeing totally. something kind of like rare and, uh, and also like, I, I think, uh, allows those people to be mad at the show at the same time to be like, yeah. why, did, why did this get cut? But, um, but yeah, no, it's a cool, it's a cool avenue. Yeah, definitely. Have you been to any like concerts this summer? Do you ever go check out bands? Yeah. What? Did, well, I bought, yeah, I've actually bought a handful of tickets. I, I we did sneak in when we were in Salt Lake. We were staying right by the Vivint Arena, which is where the Utah Jazz play, and there was like an old school throwback concert. So I saw Coolio, Vanilla Ice, and Salt and Pepper. Whoa, nice. Um, Salt and Pepper, that's sick. Salt and Pepper killed it. Really? I don't. <laughs> that's awesome. I got to. Um, I love Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't as impressed. Yeah. Uh, very loud. <laughs> Really? Very, very loud. Um, I'm going to... Salt Lake City, what a... I mean, yeah. what a crazy place to see that show. <laughs> yeah. We got... We we truly snuck in. Like, it was like... like how, how was... It was, was like... Technique? There were a bunch of pe- artists on the bill, and if the show... Let's say the show started at 9, we just walked over there at 10.30 and just walked through security. I think they just, like, assumed <laughs> if, it's, if you're that late into the show, you either... I guess you, you bought your tickets and were going for a smoke yeah, break or that's, something Yeah, like that. that's a good move, actually. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, yeah, we saw the true headliners, too, which is yeah. pretty sick. Uh, How was, did you see Ice? Yeah, he just, I mean, we I didn't stay for his whole thing, but it was like, he got it into, like, kind of a rap rock thing. Okay. And so it was all of that. So we didn't get Any- to see Ice Ice Baby or, I guess, the Ninja Turtle song he does. <laughs> it's the only two I know. Those are the only, uh, yeah, I guess those are the only two I know, too. Um, so were you staying in Salt Lake City for this, yeah. for this f- film? Yep. It's That's at the Hyatt House place. in downtown. Yeah, yeah. I have a roommate. My old, I had a roommate from there, and she had explained stuff to me. She's like, "Yeah, like the beer is like has less alcohol. It's like three and a half percent or something." Yeah. Like that. Also, when you go to a restaurant that has a bar, you have to order food if you order booze, and they can't prepare the booze in front of you. So if you're sitting at the bar, they can't pour you a vodka tonic. They've got to go behind doors, make it there, then bring it back out and serve it to you that is very strange I it's, didn't know there's that. a lot I of love it. i love it that there's this weirdness maybe. but I, I think <laughs> mostly everybody there that i met at least is so over it they're like yeah it's dumb everybody thinks it's, it's dumb, dumb. <laughs> i'd imagine it's generational too like i'd imagine anyone under like 40 is probably like this is ridiculous yeah well it is ridiculous but it's like endearing it's so stupid yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess it's a pain in the ass if you just want to get drunk on cheap beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all, I always kept on feeling like... But can they pour you a shot if it's straight? Is it only if they're mixing? Get, I think you can Is get... Is it a Jewish thing? Uh, <laughs> I, I think you can get like... They've, 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 they've built some sort of contraption on the liquor bottles that only allows a certain amount to go in the shot glass. Right. So, so I don't know if that's an ounce or however much it is. I don't think you can... I'm trying to remember, like, there's something, like, you can, maybe can't order more than a double shot or something, but it's, like, very precise what they do. Right. Um, we went to a soccer game. This is so... I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> no, no, this is... this is. We this went to a soccer we game, like, an MLS soccer game last weekend, and we were invited to hang in the suites. Okay. We, it was, like, a friend of a friend of the production, basically. And when we got into the suite, it was a bunch of... Adults, I would. Uh, I guess we're we're adults, but like people, true grown-ups. If that makes White any sense. Grown-ups, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it was clear that none of these people were going to be drinking beers or anything like that. So we went down to the third floor to concessions to buy some beers. Tried to bring them back up, and the security person wouldn't let us back into the suite. She said. Uh, no, this floor doesn't have licensing for liquor or something of that effect. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's just like so, it's <laughs> such a hassle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweet. But stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, but I was, in terms of concerts, I'm going to, I got Kanye West tickets. Mm. Uh, we're going to see, I'm going to see Brian Wilson this weekend. Oh, nice. At an, in Atlantic City. That'll be cool. And then I got ELO tickets as well. He's, wow. They're playing Radio City or Jeff Linders. I didn't know that. Really? I yeah. didn't know that either. In September. Radio City. Wow. That'll be that'd be a cool. good show. That'd, that'd be, be cool. crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of stoked. That's a good spot. Yeah. To see a show like that. 
I just saw that Brian Wilson. Did you see that Brian Wilson movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cusack. Paul Dano. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Paul Dano was really good. Who's, that guy's a really fucking good actor. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it'll be. I saw the. Have you seen Brian Wilson or the Beach Boys perform before? I never have. I've just seen like video and stuff. It's at the time. It's at a, it's a combination of both. Very lovely, but very tragic at the same time. Right. Yeah. I mean. My first cassette ever was the cocktail soundtrack. Oh yeah, with Kokomo <laughs> and Don't Worry, Be Happy, and it had yeah, some... which brings us back to '90s television because John Stamos was. I think he. Basically toured with the Beach Boys <laughs> yeah. at the height of... Okay, I was always confused because I remember they were on an episode of Full House. But they, they were on multiple they episodes. Were? For sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You're but right, what, at least one. So was John Stamos was an actual musician too? He's in the video for Kokomo. I'm, um, yeah, I I'm think he's pretty positive. too, but I wasn't sure if that was just I like... I think he's playing drums. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on, the, and on Full House... The big pop song that Jesse, Uncle Jesse released, or Jesse and the Rippers, was Forever, which is a cover of a Beach Boy, I think a, a Beach Boy song that I want to say Dennis Wilson wrote. Um, but they, it's really weird because they used that song on so many episodes. And it was kind of like, there were t- a couple of different versions of it, but... Um, but yeah, he was, I think he like, was a touring member of the Beach Boys in maybe the late yeah, 80s. Yeah, he played with them, 85. I didn't know that. Did you starting in eighty five? Did you check out any of the Fuller House stuff or I watched it all. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh have you seen it? No. It's really trippy. Yeah. I think like um given the right audience, you could like kind of view it as like an adult swim T V show or something like that. It's so bizarre. Okay. Uh episode three, I don't know if I want to spoil it for your listeners there is like i think a really really rad cameo okay um which i can tell you if you want to know or i cannot what do you want to know let's hear it man yeah let's hear it (laughs) so stephanie and dj and kimmy are going out on like a girl's night and they go to like a a hot club and they enter enter a, a dance contest and i think there's maybe two i think there's also two members from like um so you think you can is that the name of the show? So you think you can dance? Yeah. Uh, who are also in the contest, and then Kimmy, her ex husband, is is there as well. Who's like kind of this fiery, sexy Latin dude. But uh, I don't know how they reveal it. But basically, they're like, and ladies and gentlemen, Macy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because it's like it doesn't really match the time period you know it's like the show is like a lot of references to the early 90s i feel like macy gray was big in what like late 90s maybe early 2000s yeah totally so it's just kind of a weird unfortunate moment but also really tight because like it's just macy gray like getting some really wonderful screen time that ends up duetting with stephanie singing uh that song from Dirty Dancing. I had the time of oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. So yeah, I would say go check it out. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> What's your all-time sort of favorite 90s sitcom, would you say? If you uh, I really like Say by the Bell. Yeah. It was... Um, it play, I don't know if if you guys watched it. We watched... Me and Vanessa definitely watched it growing up a lot. It was kind of insane because in when I'm in San Diego... School would end, or like elementary school would end at like two fifteen or whatever, something like that. I was I lived right by the school. We'd walk home. There would be two full hours of Say by the Bell because it would be they'd run two episodes on TBS and then two episodes on WGN. So like that's two hours. I mean, I'd be watching like ten hours of Say by the Bell <laughs> per week, uh, and it really kind of framed. Yeah. The way I perceived what high school was going to be, which was absolutely wrong. You know what I mean? That you just like always, yeah, you always get to kick it with your friends and that you're the, the principal is tight and there's like a sick, you never have to really go to class, Yeah, sick burger place that everybody hangs out at. Um, but it was none of that. No. For some reason, me and Vanessa were talking the other day and she started talking about the guy who from the max who steals Kelly Oh yeah, Jeff. <laughs> there is a moment. 
there's a moment I constantly reference. <laughs> I don't say constantly, but one of my favorite Saved by the Bell moments, and I can't even, I have to paraphrase, but yeah, Jeff steals Kelly's, yeah, she steals Kelly from Zach, and Zach gets like super pissed and like kind of starts dating a bunch of girls and even takes like a girl like on a blind date to the max where Kelly's working and like plays their sacred song on the jukebox just to piss her off. Uh, and everybody's on Zach's side until like he does until he takes it too far. And uh, I want to say maybe Lisa has a party and sh- and Kelly brings Jeff and everybody kind of wants to hate him. Like so Slater goes up to him and anyway, he he goes up to Slater, Jeff does and he's like, "Hey, uh you uh you're a wrestler, right?" And Slater's like, "Yeah, what's it to you?" He's like, "State champ 2 years ago." And Slater's like, "Whoa." cool <laughs> and then they're like really tight for some reason i really loved how like jeff really like sold it yeah and and, and and made the friendship happen with slater that's all it takes back then i guess yeah um what did you think of the new class i i didn't love it at the time i and i and i haven't watched a ton of it it's one of those things i would like to revisit just to see what it was all about yeah and the same thing about the College years, I probably watched most of those. But uh, the new class, I don't even... There's another show. Do you ever see that show, California Dreams? Yes, and I'm so bummed that this Skype isn't working because Steven was on a couple episodes of really? California yeah. Dreams. Oh, that's yes. tight. And he sent Vanessa the mug from the rap party. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah, but he was on a couple. So, yeah, so we've seen a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those I I wish I'd kind of like... I would like to just do a deep dive and watch all of them. Yeah. Because there's always fun stuff to mine in in those episodes, and I, I, I'm really into like the background work specifically on episodes of Say by the Bell, like the act, the extras. You know what, what they're doing? It's always kind of funny. I never uh, even noticed that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's there are, there's minutia that is is fun to observe and to get a kick out of. That's interesting. I mean, do you still like when you're home? Do you kind of like, throw that stuff on, or is it? Yeah, sometimes I'll go through phases. Uh, like my first year in New York, I I think I literally maybe save, well, let's say five or six episodes, watched every single episode of Step by Step. Okay. And there was like probably, you know, seven seasons of that. But it was a show I was into as a kid, and I kind of just, I don't know that I loved it, but now I can say I, I know it so well. And just I'm curious about that style of kind of sitcom writing. There's a really trippy thing in Step by Step is they had these two characters who came in at least two episodes, maybe three episodes, who are dressed exactly like Beavis and Butthead. They're like <laughs> they like did everything to make them Beavis and Butthead, right. but it's like can you do that? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a subtle thing, right? They just were wearing the clothes. Yeah, they were wearing the clothes. They had their hair, like, butt-headed out. And uh, I think, like, at one point, Patrick Duffy's character, like, they come to the door for, like, a blind date with the girls or something like that. Patrick Duffy's character. Oh, it's those two guys, Beavis and Butthole. <laughs> well, that other dude kind of had that kind of sensibility, too, in that show. Like, the- Oh, Cody. Cody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he was later arrested for domestic violence, I believe. On the show or in real life? In real life. Gotcha. Uh, because but the Wikipedia claims that he 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 was acquitted. Speaking of domestic violence, effect. I recently rewatched every episode of Roseanne. Oh, um, yeah. Which is a little different because it was of that era, but that show I feel like was so uniquely weird. Yeah. Like, so, and they, I didn't realize, like, there's, yeah, there's, like, a domestic violence one. There's one where, like, someone gets, like, beat up for being gay, or, like, and they find out Jackie's gay, and it's this big, like... There's so many, like, really intent... It's really funny, but they dealt with so much serious stuff, which I felt like... Yeah, there's a... Yeah, there's a movie theater in L.A. called Cinefamily that does... um, Sometimes they'll do programs of just what they call a very special episode, which is those, like, dramatic episodes from sitcoms. So, for instance, like, Saved by the Bell, Jesse got addicted to uh, pills or whatever. That would be one. Or like, there's like a Fresh Prince episode where Will, it's like his like dad, there's I think there's and there, maybe there's one with a gun too, uh, but it's all it's a compilation of those. And I took a girl once to a date 
to one of these programs and like they showed some amongst other things like a family ties episode where uh michael j fox's character like his best friend has died and he kind of meets in like some sort of dream world or surreal moment he like interacts with his dead best friend and it's super (laughs) trippy but anyway uh I think my date was very affected by it. And like, I could tell that she was starting to tear up because she had somebody in, in her life die. And I was like, and meanwhile, the audience loves this. They're just laugh, laughing right, like, at right. the irony of it. Right. right. Uh, but uh, I'm like, are you, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's just my contacts. You know, oh, one of those man. situations. That date sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember a real intense episode of Rock. Oh yeah, That's where funny. like someone has AIDS or something. Oh, He's like, you get it from like the needle or from a guy, or and I'm just like, Jesus, man! Like I'm like 14, like <laughs> yeah. and like, but I kind of forgot about that show except for that. Yeah, I think that show became a live show, Rock Live. I remember. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But that was interesting. I feel like that whole trend of like those kind of shows that were so not realistic, dealing with very yeah. Trying to give you a lesson, man. Yeah. You kids, stay away from the needle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that, or is that... No. I mean, those episodes are good. I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to think of any other... I mean, there's a a really... There's one, Different Strokes, where it basically deals with pedophilia and this sketchy dude selling Gary Coleman a bike. Like, it's really, (laughs) really shady. Yeah. The guy selling the bike is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll give you a deal on it. And he invites, like, Gary Coleman and his friend over to, like, look at some nudie pictures or something like that. Ah. I saw this insane documentary last night. This comedian, Barry, um, Barry, man, I can't remember his last name. Barry something, and he was like, like, David Cross and all these people really liked him. Bobcat Goldthwait directed this documentary about him. I I vaguely I know what you're talking about and he like and it was like and then it got into a lot like his mission he some personal stuff happened I don't want to like ruin it but later in life he got into AOL and like outing like all these pedophiles on AOL and like had to go to court about it and testify and like basically like AOL was making so much money because it was they were charging by the minute and so all these people were paying like a thousand dollars a month and you could just freely like send like pedophile photos to each other like none of these people knew how the internet worked and no one was policing it and he like was this comedian who like came out and like got all these laws Barry like, Crimmins Barry Crimmins yeah it's a really cool documentary yeah check that out it's really good it's on Netflix but um I d- call I just, me lucky call me lucky yeah I just go on Netflix and just search Bobcat Goldthwait and anything that he's involved <laughs> in is gonna be sure. awesome yeah but yeah that's a really good one yeah I'll have to watch that check it out any good docs you've seen lately uh I saw Tickled uh in Utah do you know that one no you should, I mean, you should watch the trailer. It's pretty, it's, it's about, uh, this kind of, I think it's called like the competitive tickling league. It's, it's, really? uh, yeah, but it's, but it's, it's not what you'd think. It's this company that, uh, hires a bunch of young men, pays them a bunch of money to, to do these videos where they get tickled by other guys. Okay. But there's like kind of a mystery behind who these people are that are hiring them and it's kind of shady how whether they uh their their kind of personal information can get leaked if they don't kind of comply to the rules that this company sets forth um it's pretty good yeah that sounds yeah. interesting i've never it's heard cool. that one yeah i don't know if i've seen any others recently i don't think i have really either i try i've been trying to be better about it but sometimes i feel like kind of getting back to like the sitcoms and stuff. Sometimes I feel like when I'm working all day and I watch TV, I want to watch something where it's like I just turn my brain off. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. we do. I guess we watched the movie Wiener about uh, the politician Anthony Wiener. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. It's been at Nighthawk. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. That's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Well, check it out, guys. <laughs> Everybody, go go check out Wiener. Wiener. Right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. That was one, that was a good uh, you know SNL guest podcast. Yeah, really good. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Mooney for coming by. Uh, check him out all season on Saturday Night Live, along with my kid sis Vanessa. Mm. Um, I was trying to get Vanessa in here before the studio closed. She really wanted to come by. Oh, really? Yeah. But bring her over, man. 
I know she's busy. She's busy. I mean, they've they've had four shows in a row. Um, so I think after this week, we, she has some time off. Cool. But um, yeah, we are gonna have some time off. Uh, well, you won't even know we have no, time off. No, they won't know. Keep yeah. the illusion up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to donate, goingofftrack.com. Uh, you can donate a dollar. You can leave us a nice review on iTunes. You can tweet at Brad or me. You can tag us on Instagram. You can send me a Snapchat. I don't really know how to use it and probably will never see it. Uh, what else, Brad? I don't know. Check out soundwag.com. I might have some new releases up. Oh, the yeah. New jams. Or two. Brad, yeah. And uh, and United Nations is playing this weekend, which will have already happened yeah. by the time you hear this, too. So, so you just had a great gig, dude. Hopefully you were there. Hopefully I made it back. I don't know who's shredding. Hopefully I shredded. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. All right.